So, do you want to tell me about the dinner and... Yeah, uh, so... Well, it was at dinner that my friends kind of alluded to the fact that they went out. It basically came out that they were awake and up. And so old mate was awake and he was up and didn't message me and tell me that. What was that? That was the universe. I think it was just clicking into place. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, didn't message and tell me that he... <laughs> scary. <sighs> that really freaked me out. Yeah, it's just like the lock mechanism on the window must have been. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, so basically... Let's rewind it back to the start. So he and I had made plans the night before, kind of loosey-goosey plans. And he had said, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? What time do you finish? I said, hey, I'll be finished at nine. He said, cool, let's hang out. You can probably come back here, hang out with me and the boys, my, the boys and I, and then I'll well, bring me back later on. I said, yep, yeah, cool, that sounds great. I will be done around nine. Let's, let's do that. And then I didn't hear from him, so I messaged him at 8pm that night and said, hey, are we hanging out? Something like that. I said, hey, hey babe, we're going to hang out, question mark. And then I didn't get any reply, and I didn't get any reply, and then I sat and I journaled because I was anxious and I was upset and I was frustrated, and then I came to the conclusion that he would have gone to sleep. And then the following day, he messaged at 2 p.m. And that was after I said, hey, are you all right? At 1 p.m. He messaged at 2 p.m. and said, hey, I'm so sorry. I've been in and out of sleep. I just, I ended up crashing out. I said, hey, no worries. I figured that you would have gone to sleep. I was a little frustrated at the time. Did some journaling, but it's all good. And then he said, cool what are you up to tonight? We're going to go to dinner. Do you want to come? I said, yes, I want to go to dinner. Awesome. He said, cool. I'll let you know the ETA. We'll pick you up. Anyway, then we were at dinner and the boys were talking about how they had gone out like the night before and that they didn't get home till 4.30. And I said, oh, that's really interesting. And I said to old mate, can I ask a question? And he said, yeah. And by this point, we were sitting there at the table and my heart was in my throat. Mm. And my heart was pounding so hard because I just thought to myself, this, this, he's lied to me. He's literally lied to me. He wasn't asleep. He was out. How, you could have just messaged and said, we're not spending time together. Sorry, but no. And so I said, yeah, can I ask you a question? At what moment in there would you have thought to maybe message me and tell me that we weren't spending time together? why did that not occur to you or i actually think i said did that not occur to you did, did you, you have that expression when you did it your frown and stuff yeah 
I said, I said, hey, was there a moment in there where you thought maybe you could message me and let me know that we weren't spending time together? So you're asking this at the dinner table at a restaurant with him and the boys? And he said, well, I, I don't like we fell, I fell asleep and then I was up later and by the time I was up it was probably like 12 at night. And I said, could you have messaged me then at 12? Would that have made sense to just send me a quick message and let me know? He said, well, you would have been asleep. I didn't want to message you when you were asleep. I said, my phone's on, on silent mode. I don't sleep with my phone on focus mode, uh, on, on loud mode. Like, I don't need to do that. I don't need to be attached to my phone during the night. You could have just messaged. No, that you never thought about that. And he was like, no, babe, like, I, I, I didn't think about that because it, that's not something that I would want to do is message you at that time of the night when you're asleep. I said I would have got the message when I woke up in the morning and then at least I wouldn't have thought all day the next day have to keep reminding myself that you're not an asshole, you actually just are asleep. But meanwhile, you were not asleep. You were out the whole time and could have messaged. And he basically was just like completely deflected it and said, you know, I'm going through so much stuff right now. I don't need this from you. I'm, I'm struggling with all this stuff. I said, that's fine. No worries. And I just stood up and I said, I'm good. And I started walking away. And I was walking off and he ran after me. God love him. And sort of grabbed me and I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm going home. And he said, no, why are you going home? This is ridiculous. I said, it's not ridiculous. The only thing I ever ask of you is to communicate. That is all that I ask of you. I don't care that you are out. I don't care about any of that stuff. I actually do not give a rat's butt what you were doing. I just ask that you communicate with me. And we've got to remember that this is my friend who I used to be in a semi-relationship with because he was married to another woman the entire time that we were in a hashtag relationship. Um, so... Do you mean quote-unquote? Quote-unquote relationship. Not hashtag. hashtag. That's fucking hashtag hilarious. Hashtag relationship life. Um, so it was not really a normal, healthy relationship. So we've done pretty well to have a healthy friendship. So what happened anyway? Like Anyway, in the end, I was standing there. Were you crying? No, I wasn't crying. I started getting a bit teary, though. And he said, he said, Marissa, I don't need this from you. And I was like, you can shut up with that. This is about me. This is about what you have done to me. This is not about you. This is about my needs being met, not yours right now. Pipe down, shut up, and listen to me. (laughs) And basically, that's what I said. And then he listened and then I said, look, I, I'm really doing my best here to try and navigate my anxiety around you lying to me and you being deceitful to me in the past. And if we hadn't have gone through all of that stuff, maybe this would be a bit easier, but I'm really, really struggling and I'm very anxious. And I said, my heart is pounding so hard. Like I, I can't handle this kind of stuff in my life anymore. And he was just like I'm I'm really sorry I'm so sorry and his guard came down and then he gave me a hug and he said I'm I'm sorry I'm doing my best as well I'm really struggling as well this whole breakup with this woman again it's just ridiculous and the way that she treats people 
as she's breaking up with me is very painful and I'm sorry. How did you disarm him? Like what happened? I disarmed him by saying I'm anxious and I'm feeling anxious. Mm. And then I also sometimes will just be like, I can't, I, I can't disarm you. I'll say that. I'll be like, I can't disarm your defenses while you're in this mode, while you're standing there only thinking about yourself you actually have to take a moment to breathe and think about me I can't have this conversation with you while you're only in defensive fight or flight mode like we need to calm down and you need to listen to me otherwise we can't have this conversation and I need to leave and because he doesn't want me to leave he didn't want me to leave he was able to take a breath and come back into the present and then we were both able to come to the present but it really spun me out and it really upset me and I was fine and I took a deep breath and we went and sat down and it was fine and the boys were very kind about it as they are and had a bit of a laugh. And, um, Caillou made a joke and was like, oh, I storm off on Sam all the time, so don't worry about it again. Um, so I'm trying not to say their names, remember? Oh, doesn't really matter. Um, I forget that we're recording, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all good. I don't think it really matters to anything though. If, like oh. everyone's basically public and open now so whatever yeah but anyway so it was just it was just um very it was very anxiety driven moment and then mm. I calmed down and I was fine mm. um but yeah I think I may have had residual anxiety the next day yeah well that was my observation this morning right I was like thinking about it. I was just sitting here looking at you thinking about last night and how like I felt it I felt your ungroundedness when we were in the elevator and we were just like cruising down and like, to get Anne to get Anne and yeah. the way that you like you didn't touch me like I, I was a good I was ages away from the door you know and the door wasn't closing right mm-hmm. and I, I was like ages away from the door and the way that you grabbed me had like very ungrounded energy right you were like well just step away from the door like maybe you just need to get away from the door and I was like oh fuck <laughs> Bobby's, <laughs> Bobby's got some big feelings right now basically and I just like obviously I didn't do anything about that or I didn't want to make you feel called out or anything like that so I was like yeah, sure, I'll step away from the door. Um, but I felt it. I felt, like, the anxiety. And you labelled it before that. Like, you fully let me know. You yeah. Know, when I was, like, at the neighbours and everything. I left to go to the neighbours. I didn't know which one it was. And I was just walking around. And I was like, oh, man, I, I'm going home. Like, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm going yeah. home. And then you didn't message me back. And I... Like we did, but obviously, you know, ten minutes when you're anxious is like a long time. I'm pretty sure it was one minute. It wasn't. It was wasn't like it? ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just sort of came inside, and I was just like, not, not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> like, what I'm doing? I don't know where I'm going. There's no one here. I'm just gonna sit and have a cup of. Do you think that it was a aftershock of what happened the other night? Like, maybe. I think it's hard to say, honestly. It makes me wonder, like, because 
when I used to drink even a week even up to a week after I would still f- be feeling anxious well cause you feel it in your body right yeah and so de- definitely I mean it's a it's a pattern that your body can feel repeatedly quite easily if you go into fight or flight and what happened was I was I hate the word triggered I actually hate that word so much <laughs> triggered I was exacerbated by the fact that I didn't know what what Anne and I were doing for dinner. It's so then I got anxious. Yeah. Yeah. I feel when, like when I have uncertainty, it's not a good time for me. Yeah. When there's when there's plans and they don't. Yeah. How did you put it last night? Easy. You're like, why isn't it just easy? Yeah, I, I really struggle when plans are not easy. Yeah. Probably because I grew up with my dad, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. Planning was an ordeal? We had to be three hours early to everything. <laughs> That's not even a joke. It's not a joke, but it's hilarious. Yeah. We had to be three hours early to everything. It's so funny at because... Least, at least one hour early to everything. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. Like, at least 60 minutes early to literally everything. And imagine trying to get four ADHD autistic say. neurodivergent children it's in a so, car. It's so funny. And get an hour early to everything? Why? It's so funny because Why? of who your family was. Like, your family... Like, extreme neurodivergence... You know, like, all of these kids that are just absolutely batty. How are you going to get us early anywhere? How? By literally beating us. <laughs> By literally beating us and verbally abusing us to get there. Like, I've heard hurry up that many times in my childhood. Hurry up. That's Which is why funny. now as an adult, I don't hurry up. Yeah. And I need the I need there to be a plan and ample time for that plan. Yeah. So remember when you really struggled with time management? Yeah. And you didn't realize it took you an hour out of your day every day to do a poop. To shit, yeah. To poop on the toilet. Yeah. We don't need to sweat. Oh no, we don't. To poo. We do not need to sweat. Um, and I. I was thinking to in my head, at the time I remember just just thinking, how do you not know? How long it takes to do something how yeah. can you possibly not know but it's because no one was ever like to we need to get there on hurry time. up we need to get there on time we need to get there on time because on time is an hour early <laughs> that's what on time meant to my father and still does it literally still means that that's funny the fact that he when he turns up like my mum will call ahead and say we're going to be late when she's five minutes late mm. i do that kind of thing mm. i call people and i say i'm going to be late and then they're like, that's not, you're not late. You're like 20 minutes late. Girl, I, I would have been here at a quarter two. That's on time, you know? Because I, I'm not like, don't have to be an hour early. But just a quarter of an hour. Just early. a quarter of an hour early. That's, that's literally my mum's motto, like always be 15 minutes early. Always. Yeah. Is she ever 15 minutes early? No, she's always <laughs> late. Maybe because there's so much pressure to be so early. Well, I was just thinking about like that 
idea that maybe there's a ripple, maybe there's an anxiety like after shock. Well, I was thinking definitely, about how like because when plans get dislodged, I'm not okay. Well, I was thinking about how I wonder whether even hormonally yeah right if you have like a massively anxiety provoking moment well mm. I can tell you the biology of what happens yeah so your pituitary gland and your hypothalamus tells your thyroid that you're unsafe so your body temperature will rise your heart will start pounding because your adrenals start to pump cortisol your kidneys will start processing sodium and potassium quicker and you rapidly lose potassium. This is what happens when you become anxious. Potassium, is that like, I guess, for so that you get more energy? So Absolutely. that your muscles have more energy? Yeah. And then your body, as the potassium-sodium ratio That's... starts to change, your body will also start to shuffle magnesium into the equation, which means you're going to lose magnesium because magnesium keeps your nervous system at rest. But if you want it, want to go into fight or flight, you need to start sort of shuffling magnesium off somewhere else, right? So you're losing magnesium from your cells as well. So your heart is pounding, your blood is pumping around your body very quickly. Your pituitary gland, your hypothalamus are completely on red alert. Your brain is up, lizard brain is on. Right, your prefrontal cortex your prefrontal is offline. Your prefrontal cortex is offline. Yeah, when I say up, I mean like it's flip gone, right? Lid, yeah. It's flipped, you flip the lid. You're pumping cortisol out of your adrenals at such a rate that you could go for a run, right? And in fact, you really should go for a run because mm. what happens is the you'll come down, but the cortisol still surges through your body. So the worst thing that you could do in that situation is just try and relax. You actually need to go and be physical so that you can get your potassium, sodium, magnesium balance back in check. And we don't usually do that. We don't have time to do that because we're trying to calm down because we've had a cortisol spike. We're actually trying to calm down. Meanwhile, glucose is up, running around our body. Insulin is up. And we're literally having a physiological response of danger red alert your muscles are on your brain is only thinking about one thing which is your safety like it's a lot it's a lot to try and quote unquote come down from Mm. so i imagine depending on the stimulus and the emotional response to the stimulus that's causing the anxiety i i imagine definitely like there's a theoretical time and place for the theory that you can have aftershock of that definitely Mm. there's probably something to be said about the pathways in in our mind as well in our synapses so it's kind of like the uncertainty creates an emotional pattern from our brain to our brain stem to our nervous system where it's like 
the trigger happens of some external circumstance like uncertainty like oh what about these plans what time how are we supposed to all this kind of stuff all these questions come up and this uncertainty comes up and then it triggers this whole cascade of all the other physiological mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. especially so when it's happened so strongly and so recently mm-hmm. it's like association you know it's just the same as association and depending to like I mean my personality by nature I can be quite pessimistic and so like that's just the truth right it's not me being pessimistic it's actually just the truth honestly it's amazing to hear you own it like you used to fight me yeah well it's because I'm delusional but (laughs) um other way around it's because you that's because I've been delusional taking ownership yeah but what happens is there tends to be I'm like I'm tearing up thinking about it there's layers to safety right so I've done I've done a lot of work to be safe in my core right Mm. but there's layers outside of my core which are the external circumstances of my life which create safety in my life and when too many layers are peeled back the the core of me is is still stable thank god but it it just it's very it's like out there in the wind you know it's being kind of bashed around and Mm. yeah exposed exposed and um yeah i have to i have to do a lot of work in those moments too just remember that I'm safe Mm. and I'm okay and that I don't need anyone to validate me to plan plan my life to be truthful to me like I don't need that for my survival Mm. Um, but it's it's difficult like it's very tough in those moments to stay grounded mm. and I do my best my best is enough mm. and the anxiety the anxiety that you detect in, in me like it's definitely there but also the reason why I get so quiet and I'm like I'm sorry I can't come to the neighbours because I don't know where I'm going is because mm. I need to find safety very quickly mm. um, because I'm very impulsive mm. I'm actually very impulsive by nature so um, it goes along with anxiety impulse mm-hmm. impulsivity goes mm-hmm. along with anxiety. so I, I need to actually find like i did yesterday come i came back to the table and sat with a cup of coffee and just felt my heartbeat and just sat with myself mm. and just i have to have a really deep conversation with myself and just sort of say no matter what happens with you and Anne, it's okay tonight yeah like Anne will be fine Anne loves you it's all good yeah. no matter 
no matter what happens with the neighbors like the neighbors aren't mad at you because you didn't come to their house yeah. like you know but all this stuff goes through my head mm. and that's because I'm autistic mm. and people's expectations are like oh gosh they're like arrows to your heart like it's difficult mm. when you're autistic and you constantly have to mask everyone's everything is like oh. you just see everything and feel everything and just try to navigate your own safety and that is very difficult because mm. the chick who the chick who runs the how to ADHD channel she said it beautifully in this reel that I watched the other day um which is what I she's so good yeah what I attempted to do with Sam the other night was I see that you have a need and it's really important that you get that met but I have a need too it's really important that I get that met because most of my life it's just been I see that you have a need let's see that (laughs) yeah Meanwhile, people are like, why are you being so weird? <laughs> mm. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just trying to meet your needs. <laughs> well, my own, I'm not met at all. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's really tough not having the language to be able to say all that. Like, Oh, absolutely. Most people don't have the words to express it that deeply. <sighs> they just kind of interact on that shallow level of like... Oh, and just wonder, like, why do I have all these feelings? Mm. Welcome to autism. Imagine having no language. Mm. Uh, literally, imagine having no language and trying to um, understand and navigate feelings without, without the... language. Yeah. I don't think in language, I just think in feelings and pictures. Communication is literally the hardest thing for me. Mm. That's why I need people to communicate so clearly to me. Mm. But it's hard when they don't have the vocabulary. Like old mate doesn't have the vocabulary to know mm. that instead of instead of saying to me, Oh my goodness, your reaction to this situation is really triggering me. He just says, I'm going through a lot right now. (laughs) And I'm like, you're going through a lot right now. I'm going through it, actually. This is about you. Yeah. He's like, yes, it is. I'm going through a lot right now. But actually, the truth is that he's triggered by the fact that I've confronted him. Mm. Because he can't handle confrontation. Mm, or accountability. And accountability, 100%, can't handle accountability. It's a shame. Yeah, he's in a shame spiral. Yeah. But, yeah, that would be difficult to find that kind of language, especially in that man's body. Oh, my God. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. That would take years of intervention. Oh, he's working on it. Like, he's definitely. Really he's, he's done so well. But, yeah, I suppose it's, it, it's very difficult for me to be around people and try and maintain my 
inner res- res- resilience, reserve mm. and resilient. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Thank you. No, you're welcome. You're very good at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I feel like I've come a long way. You certainly have. <laughs> like I don't even think we're on the way to Mordor. I think we're on the way back. Yeah, we're definitely that's, not going to Mordor anymore. That's how far we've come. We're definitely not going to Mordor anymore. It was cool reading the Enneagram stuff about the four last night mm. because I can have all of these grandiose, very dark thoughts okay. about things right. that are not real, you know? Right. I can have grandiose, dark thoughts about what people might think of me and thinking the other day, like, oh, mate's deliberately not messaging me because mm. he's trying to play a game. Yeah. Just all this kind of weird, crazy stuff, which is completely untrue. No one thinks that <laughs> deeply. <laughs> yeah. No one does that stuff. Yeah. They really don't. Yeah. Like, no one who cares about you does that stuff. Yeah. But I get... I think it about you sometimes. Sure. Like, he's deliberately not messaged me when he's coming home. It cracks me up. The, the tone in your messages <laughs> goes from innocent to deadly so Literally, quickly. Are you deliberately not legit. answering my call side? Legit. Yeah. Because it's so I'm, funny. I'm so... I'm afraid. I think that's been key moments. for us is, like, how I don't take it personally. Yeah. See, whereas old mate took it personally the other night because he doesn't have the foresight to see that I'm actually just freaked out. Yeah, and he just needs safety. Mm. He so. needs safety more than I need safety, yeah. so that's tough. So. When I'm like, can I have safety? He's like, I'm not safe, man. My house is on fire. <laughs> like, you can come in here if you want. <laughs> He's like, girl, um, sure. You you want to feel safe in my burning burning home? Come on in. Like, I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel any better. That's so funny. That's how so many relationships operate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was telling Anne that last night. Like, you just have provided so much safety for me. Like, nothing is ever a stress for you. Nothing. You're just like, hey, we'll figure it out. Hey, it's all good. Hey, I'm optimism. I'm like, What? Where's the fire? Do you ever have any fire going on? Is the house ever burning down? You're like, no, girl, I got... I just put that shit out, you know? (laughs) I just get the hose and I just put it out. It's all good. You're like, you know what might be smart? Don't have flammable liquid in the house. How does that sound? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Search for the cause. such a crazy idea. Yeah. (laughs) Search for the cause. Unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very funny. It's very, very funny. Well, thanks for mm-hmm. sharing and thanks for opening up. No, you're welcome. It's it's still a work in progress. Mm. And 
actually the last couple of months after everything I've been through with my body and my health, I'm I'm totally okay with things just being a work in progress. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and that was the thing too, after what happened with old mate, that would have really upset me back in the day mm. for weeks because the fact that you I got bothered. let him down. Mm. I let him down. Mm. And that would have really got to me. Right. And now I'm like, oh, mate, you let me down that many times. I think you'll be fine. And also, we're just human. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't begrudge him, you know, letting me down quite a lot in yeah. my life. Like, it's fine. But also, That's... we're just human and we're just figuring it out and we're just rolling through it. And mm. There's a healthier level of expectations mm. now. Self-expectations and, and self-worth. And mm-hmm. it's like a healthier... It's a full account where it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. My needs are as important as other people's needs. Yeah. You know, it's not just a case of, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. An old mate doesn't think my needs are less important. He actually just can't see them. He yeah. needs them spelled out for him. Yeah. That's the key. And he's going to make a drama of it. Yeah. He doesn't know how to not. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key is understanding that it's not personal. And there's, there, there is a big difference in understanding that it's not personal and making excuses. There's Absolutely. a big difference. And that difference is almost impossible to see until you have done enough of the work. Yeah, until you can see it. Until you can see it, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was really lovely after that whole interaction. Um, we went back to his house and he was steaming his shirt for work. And I was just hanging out with the dog as usual love that dog and he he said you know oh, he made some comment he said yeah well it's not like me and you can't be in my life like you can't you can, you're not going to be in my life he said we tried that that was a bit of a disaster wasn't it and i said hey i can i can choose to not be in your life if i want and he's like i don't think so I just don't think that's a good idea thanks and i was like oh thanks because Stupidly enough, I probably need that kind of reassurance mm. from you. Mm. So that was good. That was really, that was really lovely because, because of the way that it's been, I do need that reassurance. And the hard part is treating that like a feature, not a bug. Yeah, absolutely. When you treat it like a bug, you're ashamed of it and yeah. embarrassed of it and guilty of it. Yeah. And then what happens is it's easy to manipulate you mm-hmm. and it's easy for you to manipulate yourself by mm-hmm. creating the traps and positions for them to fall into so that you feel rescued and so that you feel mm-hmm. whatever it is that creates the cycle of anxiety, anxious mm-hmm. attachment going. But when you treat it like a feature, not a bug, then you're able to label it, yeah. be direct yeah. and get it met directly. Yeah. Right. By saying stuff like, Hey, this is what I need. Yeah. Absolutely. This is not about you. This is about how I feel right now in this moment because of what you've done. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, basically what I said the other night. Yeah. It didn't go down great, but... It went... did, it really. It went down really well in It the did end. go down great, really, yeah. It did, yeah. Yeah, fun. Well done, Bobby. Thanks, Bob. Let's go to the gym. Let's do it. Oh. Let's go to the gym.